we get it's a good chance to we really get to know those guys because we have people just return every year to help out they love biking and they love to see other people bike but as you kind of touched on like the average person because we have so many different activities mm -hmm. the average person is gonna you know have a place to fit in with us because we are probably doing an activity that they love anyways. And yeah. that's the easiest way for people to connect because they're both just doing, you know, you like to share your passion. So mm -hmm, these mm -hmm. people are all bikers. We have hikers, we have art people. I mean, anything that you like to do golfing, yeah. there's probably, we're probably doing that and we probably could use your help. Welcome to High Trust Professionals, a podcast where we interview top industry and community leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs from across the country. Hear what it takes to build trust, be a respected leader, be productive, and win your day. Sit back and relax as we dive into another episode of High Trust Professionals podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for joining High Trust Professionals podcast. I'm Lynette Arasmith, your host. And with me today, I have two guests for a change. I'm so excited. We're going to talk with Nina and Megan, who are with Outlook Enrichment. And Nina Rongish is the Director of Fund Development. And Megan Mackey is the Community Outreach Specialist. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for thanks. having us. Yeah, thanks for being here. You know, one of our favorite things to do is to learn about our community nonprofits in our community and what you do to serve that audience and how we can help. So, but before we talk about Outlook Enrichment, tell us about you. Like, I want each of you just to give a brief little synopsis of maybe life before Outlook Enrichment. Nina, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, born and raised here in Omaha. Um, the best job I have is being a mom to an active 13-year-old boy. <laughs> And I've got an amazing husband um, who is my biggest supporter in everything I do. Yeah. And I can say, yes, he is, because I might know him. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, how about you? Um, I was born in Omaha, raised in California, moved back to Omaha. Um, I have five dogs and I'm often fostering more dogs. Oh, my gosh. And Prior to working at Outlook, I was a longtime waitress and car wash sales representative. So oh, very man. exciting. Wow. <laughs> the variety at this table. Yes. <laughs> we love that. Awesome. So maybe give our audience, you know, your specific roles, what you do, and, and kind of what's the breadth of your responsibility, respectively. Yeah. I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, I... The, I'm the community outreach specialist, but that kind of breaks down to being the the community event coordinator. So I reach out to um, the blind community and try to get them together to do activities, recreational activities, social activities, cultural activities. And I also get to um, interact with the general public to try to line up people that might be able to host different events for us. Sure. That's that's wonderful. And we're going to touch on, so that our audience knows, we're going to touch on, you know, could you think activities for the blind and sight impaired? Interesting. And so I'm, I'm anxious to dive into what that really looks like. Nina, how about you? So as the director of fund development, I get the fun of, I set up two of our two big fundraisers. So we have our golf tournament coming up on June 7th that we do paired with our blind golfers clinic. And then we have our gala in October. 
every year that's called Vision Beyond Sight Gala. Um, and then throughout the year, um, I'm working with donors, sponsors, doing community outreach. So I am out and about being part of different organizations, telling the story of who Outlook is and why mm -hmm. people should become involved with it. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's actually how we met. Yes. Because Nina was out and about. <laughs> and we met and have become friends, and she's a client, and here we are talking about Outlook Enrichment, which I love. So Outlook so let's kind of dive in. Outlook Enrichment. So I was poking around on the website. I love your mission, empowering people living with vision loss with skills and tools to achieve their goals which is awesome. And then the vision, we aspire to be the first place people in our community and beyond turn when seeking resources that empower those who are blind and those losing their sight. So I, I think that's what's so interesting to me about that is because you think about, I mean, blind is blind, but you also touch on when someone's losing their sight or maybe they aren't blind, but they're sight impaired, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I saw all kinds of things that you do from adaptive technology, independent living, arts and culture, recreation, employment. I mean, we might have to have like a three-part series here, ladies, <laughs> because there's so much to talk about. So how do you dive in? Where do you dive in and talk about kind of who is Outlook? Now, I think the story begins back in 2000 when Outlook was formed. Mm -hmm. um, it started with five associates to make toilet paper and paper towels, and it was started um, to help those with a vision impairment have a job. And um, it works with the Ability One program, which is a nationwide program that works with around 5,000 um, visually impaired individuals and um, doing different um, jobs in manufacturing settings. And then Eric Stewcraft, um, the CEO of Outlook Nebraska, I think took it to the next step. Um, as he kept growing Outlook Nebraska, the, that side, he saw that there was a need to help those that worked internally. So he started the enrichment programs in 2011 that started with adaptive technology hmm. because he saw there's people on the manufacturing floor, they've got more skills and we can help them go further. And ultimately he wanted to start the enrichment program so that people would come in, start their careers with us, but go out and start a job with someone else and, then, um, yeah. and continue their career. And that's when he also started the recreation programs and then internally, internally this, that all started and then he took them out into the community and that's where Megan comes in with the community. Okay so someone in essence could start with you to learn mm -hmm. and so you help them grow. You help them grow at whatever that skill is or that job is so that they're employable yeah. if they if they want to be. Could they just stay? Could yes. they... Yeah a lot of people do stay and there is room to grow on the manufacturing floor too, um, they're advancing with different um, technologies for machine operators. So you could start with something basic like putting toilet paper in a box and move up from there. Um, we do have a lot of people that do stay because even though we prepare people, it's still hard to um, get a job out there as a sure. person with vision loss. Mm -hmm. Sure it is. So love that. So let's talk about the community because in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, there are, just like for us in mortgage lending, a lot of people that do what we do, and there are other nonprofits, obviously, in the community as well. So how do you get out in the community? How do you tell your story so people know about you? So I belong to different chambers, different um, networking groups. 
Um, and we lean on them as we're, I'm out meeting people. Um, Eric and I are always trying to present our story, whether mm -hmm. people want us to come in or they come in. We have people that want to do tours. We are actually listed um, on Visit Omaha as one of the top places to do a tour at. And so oh, they come in, we do a presentation. Um, the more we can get them into our facility to see what we do hands-on, yeah. the better, because then that really gives them a picture. But um, even this week, I have two presentations that I'm going to go make about Outlook. Um, but we've upped our presentations to show this is what really happens inside of our building. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's just getting out there, telling our story as much as possible, and then um, being out in the community um, doing the activities. So that so that makes sense. Get that. And of course, my mind's going, okay, so let's see, I can invite Nina to do this and tell the story, and, and maybe we'll take one of our small groups and we'll come and tour, maybe volunteer. So that's all of a sudden, you know, it's, and that's, that's kind of the point, right? Mm -hmm. You want to talk about it so that other people are thinking, oh, wow, didn't know. Now I know. Let's take action. So how does someone who meets you know about you? Well, my part of the community outreach is a little bit different because when I speak about community outreach, I'm mainly speaking about the blind community. So, um, which is bigger than you think. And I think you already mentioned kind of a common misconception, like blind is blind, but there's actually like a, people don't like to be associated with being quote unquote blind mm -hmm. if they're, um, not totally blind. So I think we're just trying to be out there educating that it's, you know, there's so many ways that people can relate to it. If you mention um, diabetic retinopathy, do you have that? Do you have mm -hmm. cataracts? And people mm -hmm. are a lot more willing to say, yeah, I do have that than sure. labeling them as like blind. Yeah. So we're, um, we get most of our blind and low vision participants, I think just by word of mouth, we've tried advertising, we try, you know, putting out the emails and the Facebook post, but it's really just somebody having a great time or having a great experience that runs into somebody else and says, Hey, you should try this golf simulator thing they have going on this weekend. So, um, this weekend alone, we had four new people participate in, we had a, a tandem bike ride. And then we also had a chance to try out the new golf simulator that we got. Oh, um, so cool. we had, you know, four new people show up this weekend just yeah. to try stuff. So we're always getting new people. We're always trying new things to try to attract those people to something that they maybe used to do or want to try. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, so my community is the blind community. We get out there and um, try to make an impact just by showing up in a large group and yeah. um, doing things that people might not think we would be out there doing. Right. Which is, I mean, a golf simulator. Mm -hmm. That is super cool. Yeah, we got very lucky. We got a very nice donation based off of um, the Blind Golfers Clinic that we had last year. Um, so we were able to purchase this. And it's actually how we kicked it. We did, usually our Blind Golfers Clinic um, is right before our golf tournament. And this year we decided to try something different. Um, and we kicked off our Blind Golfers Clinic at our office with their sighted guides, learning how to use the simulator and how to be a guide. And then some of them have still used the simulator. We've got two of them going out with their guides this week to go to the driving range, go mm -hmm. out into the golf course. And then we either had people sponsor them to be in the golf tournament this year, or um, we are um, with the donation covering the cost for them and their guide to be in the golf tournament this year. 
um, which is something we haven't done before. Um, so we're very exciting. Our hope is they'll take this experience and be like, I really enjoy golfing. I want to keep this connection with my guide because mm-hmm. they know me. And then we get four new um, people in next year with four new guides so that we can just keep building this up. And then they'll have larger groups to go golfing with because they'll always need a guide to go golfing. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I'm so glad that you're here because there are things that we're talking about that the average person just wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. You just don't know about that. And then, oh, wow, that sounds cool. How can I participate? How can I contribute? So talk to me about the tandem bike riding because that kind of sounds like fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's actually one of the longest running events that we've organized. Um, and we've had upwards of like 13. We have a certain number of bikes. We have some people that bring their own bikes, but mm. Basically, anybody that wants to ride that maybe couldn't ride on their own rides on the back of the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, the person in the front is called the captain, so they are in charge of steering the bike. Um, but we, <laughs> we provide the bikes, the helmets, the captains are volunteers, and yeah. we all just meet up at different trails in Omaha. We have one in July that's called the ice cream ride where we ride at night, and we ride to Culver's and get ice cream. Everybody always likes that one. but um, At night. Yes, at night. All the bikes have little twinkle lights and oh my also safety lights. So um, no one's so fun. No one yet. Nothing dangerous. No, wait, has wait happened a minute. Yet, except <laughs> to me, but I don't count because I'm an employee. But, um, what did you crash? Did you fall off? What did you do? Yeah, yeah. Me and my old boss fell off of our tandem bike in an attempt to direct someone to go the correct way we were trying to help them and then ended up running into a curb on Farnham Street down by um, Midtown Crossing by Romeo's and all of a sudden we're on the ground so Megan well done well done directing (laughs) traffic but not a great idea but besides that no one else our our captains are so awesome and we get it's a good chance to we really get to know those guys because we have people just return every year to help out they love biking and they love to see other people bike but as you kind of touched on like the average person because we have so many different activities mm-hmm. the average person is gonna you know have a place to fit in with us because we are probably doing an activity that they love anyways and yeah. that's the easiest way for people to connect because they're both just doing you know you like to share your passion so mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. people are all bikers we have hikers we have art people i mean anything that you like to do golfing there's probably we're probably doing that and we probably could use your help um you know the shooting range there's the shooting range as in with rock wall climbing guns yes Yes. Yes. we've done everything paddle boarding oh my gosh down the river in july if anybody's a lifeguard and wants to volunteer no we'll we, you we need lifeguards, do you? We need volunteer lifeguards, but um, that so again, uh, the the list. I mean, seriously, not just adaptive technology and independent living, but what I you know the word that comes to mind as you're describing this and and your excitement grows is community. You know, you're 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 helping others feel connected, right, yeah. and that they belong. Which, you know, that just goes to the heart. Yep. Yeah. And then they're hanging out with like people doing fun things um, and just enjoying life. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And we have a really strong group of adults. We're always still trying to build our kids 
network up mm -hmm. a little bit more. It's harder, you know, like it's harder to find kids for the program lately. Um, but we have a really strong group of adults and we're really just out there like having a good time doing what everybody yeah. else is doing. And once you come once, like you'll just make friends and you want to come again. And it's not like weird or awkward. It's just like <laughs> regular people doing just, regular things. Yeah. And it gives people like, really, it gives people they'll text and say like, Oh, I can't wait for that. Or it gives like something for you to look forward to. Yeah. I look forward to the stuff too, because I haven't gotten to do a lot of these things, you know, since before I started working at Outlook, you mm -hmm. just don't, you don't plan um, these types of things all the time for yourself. Right. So I get pretty lucky where yeah. I get to plan what everybody else likes to do and also participate. So and, and she makes me, she, she lets me participate and likes to take pictures of me participating. And so she got a great one on me trying to hit a beat. Beeping oh, baseball. She was this. hitting the baseball. It was a perfect, it was an in action swinging the bat. The ball Way was to in go, air. Nina. With yes. the sleeve shade on. And yes. I didn't cheat like some of the people do. Ah. She tried to avoid. I kept sending her the picture on an email. And, and like, I need this put in the newsletter. And then she'd send me like the example, like, no, Nina, that picture's not in there still. Put the picture in there. So, but yeah, we. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's fun. And everybody has, I, I truly enjoy it because I've learned so much about the vision launch journey that everyone goes through. Mm -hmm. And everybody's story is so different. Mm -hmm. of, were they born without their vision? Did they lose their vision as they got older? Did something happen? You know, and just learning their stories and it just touches your heart. And they are such a fun, I, I have the best job. I get to work with the best people because yeah. not only, I think we're kind of a unique nonprofit in the way that not only am I out there asking people for money to help those in our community, but I'm asking people to help those that I get to work next to every day. Yeah. And it's just the most rewarding. And I've learned so much um, about myself and about, because you do think as a person, before you know anything about Outlook, you think everybody that has a vision loss, they're all blind, but they're not. And it's such a spectrum and a, a journey. Mm -hmm. And I've learned, especially just even from Megan, just so much about, all the different activities that they've done and just their progression and what they go through. Sure. Well, and I, I just don't think that as, as someone who has not experienced any kind of vision loss other than needing glasses because I'm old and I can't read, I don't think that, um, you know, the average person doesn't understand. They don't know that, like you said earlier, and thank you for that. It's not blind or not blind. It's, it's could be anything, right? It could be a vision. It, it could be something that was not a childhood thing. It's a progressive thing. So what do you see? I mean, let's just educate the audience a little bit. So what are some reasons that someone might have progressive loss of vision? Um, that some of the things that you're born with, like there's RP retinosis pigmentosa that you can be born with and it won't kind of kick in until later down the line. Um, I have diabetic retinopathy, so I've been diabetic since I was three, didn't have anything going on with my eyes until about 11 years ago. And then um, that happened, but it kind of progressed. It's changing all the time. Um, anything like cataracts is going to progressively get worse, macular degeneration. Um, some people, I mean, it's not lucky, but sometimes you're you know, you'll have something happen and it'll stay the same and you're able to adapt to that and be mm -hmm. like, okay, I got this. Yeah. But then with the other, with things that do progress, it's kind of painful because every time something changes, 
you notice and it's hard to avoid mm -hmm. the topic because that's how you're seeing the world. So um, just for me being around other people that were blind really helped. I also didn't know any blind people before I experienced vision loss myself. And I just, I mean, I remember being a waitress and waiting on a guy that had brought a light in to eat his spaghetti. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would never go out of my house if I had to bring a light, you know? And I yeah. just remember thinking that way. And so I just, I kind of want to change the way people look at it. Cause when we're all out there, I mean, you're not the only person that's using a cane or that can't see or like with a whole crew of people and yeah. it attracts attention. People are like, Oh my gosh, what are all these people doing out here? But yeah. it kind of takes like the, the light off of you and you just get to relax and be with other yeah. people that, you know, and it's like that at work too. I mean, we're, you might not notice that everybody can't see because everybody's just, you know, like living their life regularly. Yeah. And they kind of get, I love that. get down where they're, they know where they're going. They know what they're doing and mm -hmm. in the right environment, um, anybody, everybody can thrive. So, which is wonderful. Unless and, and outlook is taking, so a lot of people have this perception because even when I'm out in the community by myself, when I tell people, yeah, they've gone ax throwing and gone to the gun range, people are like, really? I'm like, yeah, they can, just because they don't have their say doesn't mean they can't do everything that we yeah. do. The only thing that I feel, and Megan, correct me if I'm wrong, that they, as a somebody with a vision, is they can't drive. That's the only, otherwise they can do everything that we can do. And I think some of them are, but they, their houses are probably cleaner than mine. <laughs> Three people hit a bullseye at the shooting yeah. range. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that would the, be so exciting. It is exciting. And the thing that's the coolest is it's exciting for us to, it's exciting for the people doing it. Cause I mean, we know we're surprising other people that are, you know, yeah. regularly cited, but right. these guys are surprising themselves with things they can do. And that's, that's, that's rewarding for them and rewarding for me. And I love to, to see them like get joy out of doing oh, yeah. something that they didn't think that they could do. So that's just, exactly what I was just thinking. Just the, the roar of the crowd. Oh yeah. my gosh, you got a bullseye. I mean, how fun and how exciting. So one of the other things I saw on the website that I want you to touch on are the peer groups. So what are the have, peer groups? So peer, that's our peer support group. So they meet every Tuesday night um, over Zoom. Um, and they just, it's a way for anyone dealing with the vision loss journey to talk about their feelings and what they're going through. Um, and they, yeah, they meet every Tuesday. They used to take um, the month of June, the month of October off. And as of right now, we're, we're going to continue going through. And um, right now, Eric um, is leading that group. They meet at six to seven. And sometimes they have 15 people. Sometimes they have five. It just mm -hmm. kind of varies on what's going on in people's lives. And if they've got something they want to share with sure. the group and they lean on each other um, just to say, hey, I had the problem with the Moby. How could I, you know, this went bad for me. And they support each other and lift each other up. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting because again, to feel unity, to feel a community, mm -hmm. it's nice like you to lean on others. I love that. So people understand, but also I think it's kind of interesting because they're not going to feel bad for you because you're going to be sitting alongside someone with the same challenges that you mm -hmm. have, but mm -hmm. they're, so we, we don't feel bad for each other. It's just like, you can do this like if every if everyone else is doing it there's no reason why you yeah. can't do it and most likely there's somebody that's gone through the same thing or yeah. you know maybe somebody's been in the group has been blind their whole life and you're new to blindness and maybe you know like everybody will have some pointers or different 
mm-hmm. you know, things they've Fun. experienced. So put everybody together and there's definitely a way to solve. Absolutely. I love your mission. Love, love, love it. So you've got your golf event next month. June 7th. June seventh, yeah. and then the gala. So, what's your attendance typically for the for the gala? Prior to COVID, they were in the six hundred range. We are rebuilding, um, and we want to get back to that. This year, our goal is to get three hundred to four hundred people, um, and we set goals for like I've got a goal to get us up to forty eight teams for golf, mm-hmm. um, and possible to rebuild that because again, COVID did kind of take yep. some people away from those things, and yes. then. Um, but yeah, and our uh, gala is October 13th. Okay. So Friday the 13th. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm guessing how you gauge your success. Because one of the other things I was going to ask is, you know, how do you gauge your success? And I would assume it's involvement, commitment, attendance. Yep. We've got, I mean, we go off service hours for my department because everybody that participates in an activity, um, you know, that all gets accounted for. For Nina, it's probably going to be the number of times she's out, the number of people she meets, amount of money that we bring in mm-hmm. for adaptive technology. Those folks make their own goals. If they want to work on a phone, do they want to work on a computer? They sit down with a trainer, they make their own goals, mm-hmm. whatever's important to them. Mm-hmm. And they gauge those by, you know, like checking those goals off the list. Um, so there's, we, we measure all of our successes yeah. and things we need to work on. I love that. You have to have goals, right? Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, really, what a great message and what a great cause. So our listeners can find you, outlooken.org. Yes. Right? Okay. Outlooken for enrichment.org. Go check them out. Get involved. Tell your friends. Sign up for the golf tournament. Sign up for the golf tournament. And I'm going to keep my eye on the October 13th event myself. So thanks for taking the time. Okay, guys, that's a wrap. I'm Lynette Aerosmith, your host of High Trust Professionals Podcast. Hey, don't forget to check us out online, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and let's not forget TikTok. See you next time. Mm-hmm.